Welcome to For the Love of Dharma. I'm so happy you're here. My name is Heather Love, and I'm one of the first certified Dharma coaches in the world. This podcast will help you be more joyful, remember your purpose, and live life on your terms. Get ready to get inspired. Here we go. Hi, friends. Thanks so much for joining me today. We're coming off a long weekend here in the U.S., and at least for me, it's feeling increasingly hard to focus on much of anything as we head into the last month of 2022. If you're feeling this too, I would love for you to allow yourself whatever time you need to rest and reset. There is nothing that will get your nervous system out of whack faster than pushing yourself to keep up with this hustle culture that has been created. Sometimes you just need to rest, listen to your body, and honor what it needs with grace. I plan to do a lot of resting over the next month, and I refuse to feel guilty about it. I encourage you to do the same. With that said, let's go ahead and get into today's episode. In this episode, I had the pleasure of talking with Mariam Safla, a spiritual mentor and soul healer located in South Africa. We really dive into ancestral curses today, which I found to be such an interesting topic. We discussed how to stop being a victim and taking responsibility for your own life, how to align your truth and purpose by activating your light, the importance of balancing the masculine and feminine, and why trying to save people doesn't work. So without further ado, let's welcome Mariam to the show. Hi, Mariam. Welcome to the show. Hi, Hedo. Thank you so much for having me here. You're so welcome. So for me, it is afternoon and for you, it is evening. So thank you for making time for me in your evening. The way I like to start is by having you choose either blue or red, and I will pick a question from a blue book or a red book to start our conversation. Okay, I'm going to choose red as I'm wearing red today. All right. (laughs) Have you ever painted a house? Yes, I did. I did. And I did a very good job also. (laughs) Do you remember what color you painted? Was it the inside or the outside? No, I didn't paint it. I kind of drew it. I can't remember painting it. I remember drawing it. I can't remember painting it. I remember painting a flower, but not a house. But I mean, when I'm saying painting, I mean like a little bit professional because I was attending art lessons at one stage. Oh, amazing. I love that. So I would love for you to tell my listeners, what were you like as a child? What was your personality like? What did you like to do? I was a very joyful, free child. I loved the outdoors a lot. So if I, the first thing that can come up for me is just, we lived in a farm and uh, they grew up in, we all grew up on a farm and I lived, spent my days outside hiking and the rivers and riding my bicycle and waiting for my cousins. And it was, you know, it was memories that I use normally at after marriage, you long for it and you just wish you could have those days back of being so free and joyful and 
happy. And one of the things I noticed when you always, when I always look at why did I have and manifest so many things when I was younger, like always I manifested holidays and whatever I wanted, I got. And when I think back about it, I just realized that it's got to do with just being in that feeling of joy all the time. So much of joy and freedom and lightness all the time that you just manifest whatever you want in life. Mm, that's the key, isn't it? You have to feel joyful and then it it just, that's what comes to you. Yeah. And now it's in our marriage and our kids and all this business work sometimes too, the coaching work. <laughs> it's so ingrained. You forget to go and just be that joy and be outdoors and be with friends and your cousins. Absolutely. So have you always lived in South Africa? Uh, yes, I was born here and I grew up here as well. Beautiful. I've seen pictures, but that's about it. I've never actually been there. So today you're a coach. So what was your journey from, you know, this joyful, carefree kid to becoming a coach? Why did you want to become a coach? So I didn't, um, my journey to becoming a coach first led, led to me starting my journey to healing. I um, got married and I think that's when my main struggles began, being with in-laws and also you disconnect from your true self and you become someone else to please your husband, to please your in-laws. You lose a lot of, you, you lose touch with your true self. And the more you lose touch with your true self, then the more unhappy and unfulfilled you feel in life. And the more unfilled and you hold the anger, your frustration, you blame your husband for not fulfilling your life, not giving you joy. And that just leads on to more and more struggles in your relationship. My turning point was where I got into some serious marriage struggles, betrayal, and so forth. And that's when I realized that, no, I cannot. What I'm feeling is my patterns of my parents. That was my turning point, I feel, where I just one day just realized that, you know what? This is not me. It's my patterns of my parents, my childhood traumas that are now surfacing and it's presenting itself into my life struggles. And then I decided at that moment, I'm going to change me. The blame game stopped instantly. And when the blame game stopped, that's when God opened doors of healing for me. Before that, it was like 20 years I was uh, searching for God. It's like plus 20 years now I had been searching, even when I before I got married to, I was searching for God, looking for him. And even in my marriage to now, because I was having so much of struggles with my husband, I was asking, it's not only about the religious prayers and the practices, it's also about your being and how it's carrying all these negative emotions and the anger and in everything is just filling me up, all this darkness inside. And I couldn't understand how 
I had become so religiously orientated, but in the inside, it was only darkness. And I, it was just out of alignment. I was unhappy. I was searching for the light. And that was why I feel these doors put me into these struggles and these doors of healing opened up for me. And as I embarked onto it, my first one was the Louise Hay two-day workshop, which is all about self-love and self-healing. And I remember one uh, visualization on that time was where you have to walk through your mind and you see all these doors on the right and left. That visualization till today just stuck with me. And I think it was the most coveting one for me because for me, it was just to keep walking this hallway and you just allowing doors to open up for you, more doors into the light. Yeah, that's such a good metaphor for life because you always have choices and you get to choose which doors to open and which ones to walk past. So I love that visualization that had to be such an amazing moment to be able to go through that in that workshop. Yeah. And I don't know why it's still stuck with me. And I really do feel it has been my first workshop that really planted a very good seed for me. So what are some of the things you did to get out of that dark place to start on your healing journey? So I once I got into it, I couldn't uh, get out. I just moved and moved and I invested in many, many uh, different healing workshops, sound healing, chakra healing, Reiki. Uh, I did my first thing that was most was the Brandon J, uh, Brandon Bay's journey therapy where you go into visualizations and you go into childhood trauma that is stuck in your cells. So it's cellular healing. And you uncover those traumatic memories and then you start healing that. You heal your inner child and you make peace. And what's nice about it is you even uncover memories at two years old, one years old, even when you were in the womb of your mom, you can even go into memories that before you came into the world so you can heal on that level really it depends on your how open you are already your light within you and you know you can go deep so you don't have to necessarily remember it in your brain in order to heal it during these sessions yeah and that's where it is we are holding childhood memories where we have covered up So that is where the real story is. These are stuck into ourselves and in it are decisions, beliefs, pain that we are carrying. And if it's not healed, then they surface as struggles. Like let's take one example of mine as well. If you look at uh, uh, my relationship relationship struggle with my uh, husband and it came with my parents and I remember seeing my mother and father fighting and all their issues And I never stayed present to it. I kept running. I kept running away from it. And how it manifested in my head is I never wanted to face any problems. And I kept on never wanting to face, never being present in the moment, always want to run away. Even in our financial struggle that we have experienced in this part, never being present to it. So it's so many things you learn from that you go and you heal these wounds and you make peace and all the different beliefs you have created because what you saw in your childhood. I think that's going to make a lot of sense to my listeners that we learned from the way 
we were raised and just running from your problems sometimes seems so much easier than actually looking at them and trying to heal them. Yes. What also shows up for me is that looking at memories where you covered up and you saw your father, his controlling issues, and you made vows. I will never let a man control me. I will never let a man swear at me. How he's swearing at my mom or how he's treating my aunts. I will never let him do that to me. And these are the things that causes our problems in our marriage. We are sitting, bringing it up. Any small nonsense your husband does, that memory just comes up, gets activated. I will never let him. And then you go on to that. So it's like, you know, and that was memories I don't have. Uh, I never had conscious memory of. It was subconscious memories that I had to. As I told you about the womb even, about the soul level. And that's where your dharma is. Your dharma is exactly in the soul level. When you saw something and you decided, like for me, my one main one was my mom. She could not say no. Her father asked her to marry my dad and she wasn't, she didn't want to, and she couldn't say no to that. And I was carrying the energy from the soul world that I wanted to come to this world and I wanted women to stop. They need to voice themselves. They need to speak up for themselves. They need to tell people exactly what they want and what they feel. I wanted that and I came with that energy. But as I'm, I've done all the healing work, I've realized, Heather, what I've realized is that when I came with that energy, I also came with angry energy. So when I came from the soul world, I came with angry energy and I was on my mom's. I can remember a memory that I just uncovered lately because I continue doing my healing inner work. And my mom is holding me. I'm a two-month-old baby and she is angry with her sister-in-laws. And the sister-in-laws are making her life miserable. And she wants to tell them something, but she's just holding it and she cannot. And I'm telling her, why don't you voice yourself to them? Like, you know, the two-month-old baby. And what I realized is that even when I was doing my healing work and all, it's like this anger energy of wanting to come to voice yourself. And what happens then, Heather, is you attract struggles in your life where I attracted in-laws and I couldn't voice myself. I attracted a husband and I couldn't ask for my needs because I came with heavy energy from the soul world. So the transformation work that I needed to do was to go back and see now how can I change that energy? I changed the energy and I brought it back for them to step into their self-worth, to be this worthy, to speak with honor, to speak with respect. If I came with that energy, that is what I would have attracted in my life. People, I want to step in my honor, my respect, not fighting this. You need to voice yourself. You need to voice yourself. That's so powerful. So now that you have gone through all of this healing, how has that affected your relationships? Uh, with the inner work that I've done thus far, if I, my main struggle that started my healing journey was my husband and my in-laws. And I would say that I, I cannot believe that's my greatest success thus far, that I can go to them and I can just feel unconditional love and acceptance. Wow. 
And it had to come a lot from me healing my crap, where I saw how I was the bad one and I was the controlling one and I had all that. So I had to surrender and let go of all of that. I remember I used to, I wonder, especially when I do this healing as Muslims and in our community, in our society, and if you're not a Muslim, too many of us are go, goes through this, that we cannot do our healing work, light workers, we shunned by our community, by our family, and I was always judged. But I would tell you, the day I realized how I was judging my in-laws and how I was judging people, and I said, quit that, I quit judging them, that was the time I was free from worrying of others' judges, judgment on me. Not fully free, because it's still a process, but I was like 50% to 60% free. Yeah, that's huge to recognize that when you can change how you are judging others, that suddenly you don't feel so judged either. So let's talk a little bit about ancestral curses, because I know that's one of your specialties. So tell me, what is an ancestral curse? I really liked your your name of your podcast because it helped me to see Heal your karma and love your dharma. I love that. I love it. I love it. And I was so inspired with saying, yes, this is what I need to talk about because karma for me, an ancestral curse is related. Karma is you do something bad, it's going to come and hit you. Ancestral curse is they did something bad and the curse is just going on and on and on in the family. So an ancestral curse is something in the family has occurred and that curse is there in such a way when I say curse it is like you will never succeed in life they are so angry there's this revenge energy there's this resentment energy you did this to me I will make you suffer it's all that is that curse that is holding the it's happened in the ancestors it happened in the soul world and then it's just flowing in through your genes and your dna and so forth and it's just going from generation over generation over generation and what i saw is working with clients that this ancestral curse this karma that you are carrying is what the main reason that is not allowing you to live your dharma And your dharma is not anything. It's your highest purpose. It's your soul calling. It's your legacy work. And there has to be something. If you've got that great legacy work, if you're a light worker, if you've got that, then what has, there's going to be a very strong ancestral curse holding you back. So does everyone have an ancestral curse or can, like, how does that work? It could be. I really don't know now because I'm an empath. I'm a light worker. I believe it's more us, but I don't know. You know, I really don't know when it comes to others. But when it's light workers and people who really got a very strong soul calling out there, they have this knowing they meant to do some great work, do some difference in the world. They meant for more. They have the sadness in them. They're just not feeling fulfilled. Like they know there's something more important in their life. These are like, for me, they're very challenged with energies, I feel. Negative energies and emotions. Mm. I I feel, I believe, but I don't know. I can't claim it to be true for all. I can't claim it to be true for all. I see. So if you think you might have an ancestral curse, how do you go about finding out or figuring it out? So it's a process. You cannot just do it. So the first part is if you're looking at the 
patterns in my marriage, right? So basically, I had to first, there was a negative hold in my marriage. And I believe the first and most part is, if you have to, okay, let's talk about the ancestral curse. I'm going to take an example of my ancestral curse. So my ancestral curse is where it's got to do with success. It's got to do uh, with succeed. You will never succeed in life. It will be that if you make money, you will always, there will be people out there that will be jealous of you. So you will never succeed and you will fall and you will become bankrupt. And this has been a very common theme in my family. It has happened to me as well. We have lost everything as well. So what that goes, oh, they're jealous of me. I'll never succeed in life. And then there's the spells and they're casting spells on my life. And see now I've lost everything. And the main thing, it happens with family, loved ones. It's brother over sister, brother over brother, mother over sister. It even happens with mother over daughter. That's how bad it can happen. It's that curse. And it's coming from a curse in the family, a strong curse in the family where it has happened with your ancestral, your great-grandmother cursed because your great-grandparents did something and they cursed them and said, yes, you will never succeed. And you did this to me and you harmed me and you, you know, and it's just that grudge. A lot of grudge is in an ancestral curse. It's grudge energy. And I've, I've healed minds. I have to be honest with you. I am healing minds, not even healed it. I am healing minds is through helping my clients heal theirs. And this one client of mine, she's got this Native American lineage that she's connected to. And about the grudge that they're holding when their land was taken away from them and they had to live with the British rule and they, you know, so that all that grudge, that curse, and you've got to heal that as well. Yeah, so that's the ancestral curse. Now, if you want to heal that ancestral, now you you, you have to uncover. The only way you can un really uncover the ancestral curse is you have to first, I believe, that is where my message and my niche came into place, that I believe that there has to be love, peace, and unity amongst loved ones. And I believe that you can bring that love, peace, and unity amongst loved ones is if you start going within and looking at the patterns that you have within you, all the shadow patterns, the negative beliefs, the fears that are creating your struggles in your life. So that is where you have to first go. You are responsible. Not blame your husband for your struggles. Take responsibility. So that's the first part of the program, which I have. It's called my let go and love where you really let go of that hold. And that is that blame energy. And you take responsibility. Then your journey healing this curse begins. And then now we're talking. Now it's big talk. So once you let go of that hold and that blame, the next part that I believe is your way to heal your ancestral curse is now you have to align to a bigger purpose. You cannot uncover your ancestral curse until you don't ally to your truth and your purpose. Now, the truth part is very important because if you don't align to your truth, you're not going to activate this radiant light within you, which is your divine feminine, that goddess energy. And that energy is needed to heal the ancestral curse. So aligning to your truth means uncovering your codependency 
this where you disconnected from yourself as i told you we women got married we gave ourselves to our husbands we can't be true to ourselves people pleasing you have to let go you have to start connecting to your emotions making you a priority being able to say no voicing your needs and desires these are the patterns that you have to heal which is also related to all your childhood wounds and your traumas and the shadows shadows are the decisions you made at that traumatic time you can uncover that inner child wound make peace with your mom and your dad and forgive them but that decision turns up to be a shadow a mask that you wear a false self and you've got to release that false self and start donning a healthier way of being once you align to your truth and you start activating this light within you when this light of truth begins to be activated what happens is your dharma is inside you your calling is inside you so it starts see if it was hidden from you so long but when you activate light i don't know it just starts becoming into i don't i don't have the answer to this but all i just know that my clients as just start feeling aligned to a higher purpose they just become aware that there is something higher things that they were doing before they stop they don't want to do it they feel another calling in this it's sad because now they have to move in another direction they have to like let go of that which they had attached so much to and now start a new direction in life and that's the legacy work that they believe in as i would say it's your dharma as well and then once you uh, that is my second program where i help you to align to your truth and purpose but what i realize now once that region being is awakening you now the next part is you can shine that light onto your curse that light i am not the healer it has to be your light i can't come in and heal your curse for you that's where i hated it i suffered with a lot of pain and pain body thinking i'm cursed and going to uh, spiritual healers and they trying to heal you i they can't i have to heal that spell on me and that light inside me now i shine it onto but now i facilitate the process for my clients and that's where now i'm ready i believe you can access access your akashic records when you have activated that light in you i believe the akashic records are a very pure place and if you have activated at least some vibrational light in you and have done so much of healing now you can enter the records and you can go and access that ancestral curse which i can facilitate the session take you to the curse take you to your dharma vision which we first do we first do your dharma vision i call it your boss lady vision and i make that in and then i do the curse that is holding them back and then i just do about six sessions we do in that program and we heal the ancestral curse and they step into what's nice about that part is the ancestral curse is re- is uh, related to narcissistic traits so can you see first was healing codependency traits and now you are healing narcissistic traits it could be these people only not for everyone but when i'm saying narcissistic traits is it's control and manipulation and that's where 
the control, the disempowered feminine has got this control and, uh, and manipulation because she hated it from the wounded masculine. Why was the wounded masculine so controlling and bossy? And she hated it, but she doesn't realize she's taking on the masculine. So it's healing that wounded uh, masculine traits and also healing your negative beliefs on men because that's why I call it boss lady because once you finish that program with me you heal your wounded masculine so once you activate the empowered masculine that is the energy we've worked on the on the, the empowered feminine a lot and now you're healing the last part of the empowered feminine which is the the wounded uh, the control and the masculine the control and the manipulation, that's when now they both are in harmony. And I want the masculine to be in harmony because that's the boss in you. And the boss in you is the one that's going to help you. I've come from a place where I can't do this. Woman can't do this. I, internet work is so hard for me. Uh, struggling. I can't bring structures. I can't bring focus. You know, all the disempowered. It's the masculine qualities that you need to build a successful and profitable business. You need that empowered masculine energy. And that's when I believe where my client reaches towards the end and structures come in and systems come in and now they are ready to step into the boss lady. There's harmony. There's less, no control. They let go of control. They surrendered it. They let go of the needing to prove themselves, to show off, to show the world. They're more into their authentic being, grace, selfless, sincere, uh, sincerely. I heal a lot of the giving, the wounded parts about the giving and the receiving. And in that way, we come to a stage where you can serve your legacy work, your dharma, with ease, with grace, and just allow, totally surrender to the God in you and servicing from there and detached from all the outcome. But you also got now, you've learned that the energy exchange is important. And you learn as, as long as you surrender yourself to God's desires, all the desires, that's why it's very important to connect to your desires, to know what your desires are. Because now when you know your desires and you know, I want this lovely boat and I want to go to this island and it's just going to be so good to drive this car. And oh, That's your God's desires for you too. So when you start serving God and serving your legacy dharma work that God wanted you to serve, he created you for this purpose, then what's going to happen? You, he's going to make that. It's not you going there out to make money, going there out to live your happy life. And he's going to give you that money and that happy life of your dream vacation to your island and driving your PM and whatever it can be. It's going to become your reality. I'm not there yet, but that's what I see. I think it's such a good reminder, especially for people that live in the Western world, but probably everywhere about the masculine and the feminine and that you need both. I think we get brought up with, in a society where the doing is so important, but the receiving and the just being is also equally as important. Yes. I also love what you said about not being able to heal others. And I think that in the coaching world, 
we get clients who think that we're going to quote unquote fix them. And I always say, there's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing to fix. You're not broken, but the parts of you that you don't love, I can help you see those. I can guide you. I can ask you questions, but really it's up to you to find those parts and heal those. So I love that you said that. Yeah. But what I notice is the main thing we're healing in the last part of the program is that need to save and fix others. That's where the control comes in. Like if you look at a mother, if I take an example of a client, a mother trying to control her child's life and have to have this and trying to get the different types of college just for them. And you know, you you want to save and fix everything around you. In minds with my clients, want to fix them. I want if, uh, for example, now they don't do their work. And it's it's a lot of trying to be the savior. So there's a lot of uh, different types of archetypes we have that uh, we have to release and surrender. The savior is one. And that was a big part of helping you to let go of your narcissistic traits and your codependency traits. And uh, it's also got to do with the martyr. You sacrifice your happiness. These are the energies and uh, that you also have to work with. So if we heal those things within ourselves and we really become our most authentic selves and we're full of love and unity and peace, is that a way to ensure we don't then put ancestral curses on our future, whether it's our kids or our grandchildren, like how can we stop that process? That's the reason. Now I make my clients see that and I tell myself as well, that becomes the easy part to forgive because the the memories that they access are, are really very, very traumatic and it becomes very hard to forgive. But then you tell them, you remind them, you are brought, you are, that was your soul calling, your dharma, you came to heal this. If you don't heal it, there's going to be another family that's going to be asked, called in to heal it. And it has to stop. And it's only holding you back. It's how important my clients that come to me, they come because they want to align to their legacy work. They want to do their dharma. So then they realize that if I want to do my dharma, I have to let go of this. And letting go of this means I need to make peace with this memory. It's a big shadow when you come to that part. I call it the super ego. It's actually where you're actually separating your personality self from your authentic self. And you start seeing that personality self of yours for who it was. And believe me, it's not a nice time to go through. So it is very deep, intensive work that you have to be willing to face, you know, and say it's it's a journey and it's beautiful and it's this is... It's who you are and the light that you uh, emit and that you want to bring to the world just will allow you to want to pursue this work. That's so, so beautiful. I could listen to you talk all day, I think. (laughs) You have shared so much amazing wisdom. I'm so excited we got to have this conversation. Would you please tell my listeners where they can find you? I've got a private Facebook group. It's called Lightworkers Rising and Shining Sisterhood. I'm doing a lot of lovely free trainings there. So if you like to listen to me, you can come and catch me live there. I'm also doing a monthly Zoom, free Zoom healing workshop where I take you into a, a visualization. 
I take you into a lovely uh, healing visualization. And the, the one that I just did last month was to uncover that purpose of yours, that dharma, and to put it into the ground. And this month, I'm having it this coming Saturday, and I'm doing tools to activate your unique tools so that you can straight stay true to your soul aligned path, to your North Star, to your right direction in life. i am also got my, um, mem- my website, which is uh, Magically Thrive. Yeah, I will and- put everything in the show notes for my listeners. Yeah, and on my website is all my programs, this program of Let Go and Love, Align to Your Truth and Purpose, Boss Lady, Like a Boss Lady. So with all that, I want to also create a membership where I want to do the Boss Lady business training as well. That is going to help so many people. So before I let you go, I like to ask my guests five questions just so my listeners can get to know you a little bit better. The first question is, what is your favorite way to show up for yourself as it relates to self-care? My favorite one is my soaking my foot and giving myself a foot spa. That's my go-to one. I don't know why, but I love soaking it in Epsom salt and really giving myself a good treat. That's my favorite one. And oh, but one that I do maybe once a month or twice a month. But what I do often is my walking. Mm. I have to ground in nature. I put my earphones on and I walk in nature and I ground. And that is my first one, like when I do often. Amazing. All right. Second question What is something you do for fun? I told you I was so fun when I was younger. And now with all this, I think it's only watching funny Netflix series and just laughing away. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. As soon as the lights get on, as I did tell you, we have uh, you know electricity here in South Africa. They cut down our lights so they can save just waiting for the electricity and that's where I just love watching and I laugh and laugh and the fun part is run for the remote like a little child (laughs) I don't allow anyone else to take it in the family yeah (laughs) makes sense to me all right next question if there was an extra hour in each day what would you spend it doing If I do have extra time, what I really do is I like chatting with someone. So I phone a family member. Mm, That's nice. I think we don't stay connected to people as much as we used to. So it's nice to be able to catch up with people. Yeah. And I tend to do that. If Who can I phone? And I think of someone who phoned it. All right. Next question. What do you love to learn about? I'm like a student, always. I'm always learning, and I'm sure you can see that. And now I just started doing a chakra challenge, and I learned that there are 33 chakras. Now I'm so excited about that, which I never <laughs> knew about. Yeah, I didn't know so that. That is now what I'll be learning about. I'm already starting to search, Google, what's the 33 chakras, going into Amazon, looking for books looking for people on Facebook to follow that teach this. So I'm already on this journey. I can't wait to learn everything about these 33 chakras. Amazing. All right. Last question. Knowing what you know now, what advice would you give your younger self? I would give her this crystal glass slippers that she was waiting for her 
shining prince, shining in, in his shining armor to give her. Why didn't you realize that you could just give it to yourself? It's so and true, right? My own self worth. I would really, I would really take that glass slipper and give it to her daily and say, "Yes, you are a princess. You are so worth it. You are so valuable." Such good advice, Miriam. You have been a delight. You have been the best part of my day, and I'm so glad I got to connect with you. Thank you so much for coming on the show. My listeners are going to love you. And I want to thank you. I can't. I don't understand how I've been so much myself with my expressions and whatever. I was just so myself with you. Thank you for that. You are you so have to welcome. That brought about me to be so much myself. Thank you so much. I really loved the conversation about the transformation of energy and how healing yourself will help release you from the judgment of others. It's so interesting how we often think that our problems are out there, but when we take the time to heal what's in here, then those problems become non-existent. There is so much we can do to make our own lives better and easier if we just allow ourselves to open up to the idea that we get to take responsibility for our own lives. If you've stayed this far into the episode, I am truly honored. You know, if you would have asked me two years ago if I would have a podcast someday, I would have told you that you are crazy. But here I am nine months since I launched and I can't imagine not doing this. I genuinely love getting to meet new people and see the world through their eyes, even if just for a moment. I am beyond grateful that you continue to join me on this journey. And if I can leave you with any inspiration for today, let it be that you are more capable than you think. Don't let the fear of the unknown stop you from ever trying because then you'll never know how amazing things can be. Thanks so much for listening. Have a magical day. This podcast episode is brought to you by Prompts to Purpose, my free workbook that will help you stop spinning your wheels and start remembering your gifts. Inside, you'll find 25 journal prompts to get you thinking about things in a new way so that you can find your purpose and start living the life of your dreams. If you're ready to dive in, get on my email list by clicking on the link in the show notes or in my Instagram bio, and I'll send it over. Come on in and see what everyone is talking about. 